Welcome to Sound DeFi. I'm your host, Chris Burr. We've got a very special guest today. I met him down in Miami, actually, at the Invenium Conference, so it's good to see him again. Pat Lebecchia, CEO of Oasis Pro Inc. They just got done with an oversubscribed Series A round of $27 million. So, Pat, first off, great to see you again. Congratulations on the funding round. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here, and I very much appreciate it. You know, one of the things that um, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing from you is I've been doing more homework and research on you. It's just your story. You've got such a vast amount of experience on Wall Street, the financial industry, you know, 25 plus years. And then all of a sudden uh, you had an experience, I think it was 2017, where you said, oh, this blockchain thing, I, I think I think this is where the future is going. So right. for the people listening, share, you know, your story from the TradFi and your your and I, I know you like the word evolution, your evolution into a DeFi. I, I, absolutely. And thank you, Chris. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm older than most in the space. So uh, 25 plus years, Wall Street. I ran groups at Bear Stearns, J.P. Morgan and at Credit Suisse on a global basis. I also ran Capital Markets First Horizon. And uh, in uh, 2008, I had a great opportunity to step back and, and focus on what I was most interested in, which was a variety of different industries and providing my expertise. In 2017, I was a skeptic about crypto. And uh, I viewed crypto and blockchain as the same thing. So uh, I think it's important to share that. So I, uh, you know, looked at this tulip mania. This is not going to last much longer. I, I just didn't see what was behind it. There was no institutions, really. It was, um, you know, there were uh, concerns from a governmental standpoint regarding the uh, users of crypto. So, you know, from my perspective, it wasn't going to be a long lasting opportunity. Boy, was I wrong. And um, I went to a conference. A friend of mine from Sweden was organizing in New York, just a very small conference, about 30 people or so. And it was to talk about Bitcoin and crypto. And I was in the audience. Uh, The person to my left was from Goldman Sachs Innovation. The person to my right was from MasterCard Innovation. And I asked them questions. Why are you here? And they said that they're very intrigued from an organizational standpoint in the blockchain. So it took me about another nine months to um, cross the Rubicon on this. And uh, my aha moment was, because I'm a capital markets guy, investment banking guy, was that crypto and blockchain were not the same thing. Crypto utilizes the blockchain. The blockchain, an evolution of of technology, basically, using uh, DLT, distributed ledger technology, has vast applicability across the capital market space. So uh, with that being said, I was having a lot of discussions with different groups, and I ended up partnering with one of the granddaddies of DeFi decentralized finance, MakerDAO. So I I have a bit of a unique background in, uh, I was there for two and a half years, deep in DeFi, all the uh, tumultuousness and uh, black swan events of uh, DeFi. I lived through it, being part of the MakerDAO OGs, as I'm called now. And uh, with my Wall Street experience, you know, that unique background has allowed me with Oasis Pro Markets to really focus on moving into the digital investment bank of the future, which is what we're focused on. And we aim to be the leading digital investment bank of the future. We have full service investment banking capabilities, but back to uh, 
crypto and DeFi in the blockchain. We also are approved for a digital uh, security ATS based on the blockchain. So trading on the blockchain. So, you know, what are the benefits? Reduced costs, no counterparty risk, instantaneous settlement. You know, the opportunities go on and on. And then with these items called smart contracts, the ability to have all the documentation in one place. I, I was on the phone today with a major player in this secondary LP market. And, you know, that's a 130 plus billion dollar market in regards to transactions annually. And it's a very cumbersome process because mm. there has to be a, a full informational gathering before making bids, even if you own the same LP of a uh, current fund. And certainly utilizing the blockchain with the settlement, the smart contract features, et cetera, are, are very exciting. But again, we're also a full service investment bank. So we have many, many licenses, the ability to work across the spectrum. I would say that our focus at Oasis Pro Markets, OPM, is institutional. And on the institutional side, what we're uh, looking at is, uh, and, and from the issuer side on our ATS, is what we call big dogs and uh, or, or the large, really large players, one of which is Redwood Trust that invested in our round, um, Mirei, which is uh, one of the largest, the largest fund family in Korea with uh, over $600 billion in AUM. And, um, you know, our focus is that that will draw in um, institutions, institutional investors, because there's a chicken and egg. And um, there are many companies that would like to list. Some are listing, but they're not trading. So what's the purpose of utilizing this fantastic technology called the blockchain if there's no liquidity? And we're trying to solve that by having that pull mechanism with top quality issuers, which is very difficult. You know, we 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 did a strategic round that you mentioned at the beginning, but it's very difficult to do a strategic round because every investor is not focused on ROI. They're focused on other opportunities, right, for growth of their business. And the same goes for issuers like Redwood Trust and uh, Mirei and several of these others, very large REITs. We're in discussions with a whole host of them. But anything, the blockchain really can benefit any group with dividend features, REITs, or uh, MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships, as well as coupon payments like RMBS, Residential Mortgage-Backed Securities. The back office savings for an issuer can be anywhere between 20 and 50 BIPs, basis points. Wow. That's a huge number because right now, as you know, most of these companies are outsourcing this. So there is a bit of disintermediation there, or they have it in-house, and they're double, triple checking wire information, addresses, confirmation that that uh, payments were made, checked. <clears throat> on the blockchain, with a digital wallet on both sides, because we can do digital cash for digital securities, uh, all that KYC AML information is on the computer screen in the treasurer's office or the controller's office of these issuers and or the CFO's office. And they can instantaneously send those funds utilizing stable coins, which then can immediately be converted into U.S. dollars or any other fiat. And they have an immutable record, which is the blockchain that it was delivered. So 
it's all really exciting. And um, I'll stop there. Sorry, I, yeah, you know, I kept going. But the way you laid it out, though, was it was funny how you were reading my mind for some questions. So that the one one of these we're looking to do here on Sound Defi is really speak to people like yourself, institutional investors, people within family offices. Something clicked for you in 2017 where you said, "Oh, I see it. This blockchain is the future." You sort of explain that, but other institutional investors, people in family offices that are going to listen to this or see it, what would you say to them right now? But look, this, this is how you get yourself educated this is why you want to you know start moving some even if it's maybe one two percent right of the portfolio into the space speak to that please sure absolutely so um in regards to the blockchain space i'll convey what we've seen so we've been in the space from applying for our ats uh digital ats since uh which was in 2020 uh, we got approved in December 2020. So uh, our conversations back then were were uh, few and far between with what I call the established TradFi traditional finance players, custodians, transfer agents, clearing firms. Uh, basically, they were interested, but it, they, the conversations really didn't go very far. Let's fast forward to today. We are having regular conversations with these groups, major custodians. We work with Anchorage right now, and and we're in the process of bringing others on board as well. Major transfer agents, as well as those already in the market who have focused on uh, blockchain like Vertalo. And they have built out that infrastructure. So as a institutional investor, you know, you, you wanna make sure that you're protected, that there's credibility. The major players and some major banks have built this internally. Currently, it's focused on Bitcoin and ETH, and slowly other cryptos will uh, be incorporated. But the important thing is the rails, the reporting mechanisms are the same for digital securities as they are for cryptos. ERC, Ethereum-based, let's assume, same rails. So our reporting to um, NASDAQ, our ATS, is focused on a digital a reporting framework that then gets converted into language that FINRA, NASDAQ, OMX, and the SEC currently receives. And they have all that real-time data being transmitted to them. So look at the infrastructure. The infrastructure should give you a lot of comfort. All this noise about hacks and cryptos being stolen, et cetera. For digital securities, it's very different. Digital securities are in a regulated regime. We're regulation forward. We're compliance forward. And if someone steals your digital securities somehow through a wallet, they can easily, as if somebody stole your uh, stock certificates today or, or hacked into a uh, one of your accounts, the issuer can burn those tokens and reissue them because there's a real-time cap table. So that risk in crypto, which 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 occurs, is not a risk in the digital asset security space. Back to Bitcoin in 2017, 18s when I made the conversion completely. 2017, I, you know, I was doing a lot of homework. Satoshi came out with his paper, and the blockchain's been developed. The blockchain itself has not been hacked. It's these 
protocols on top of it, which is additional code upon code. There's a lot of comfort there as well. So when we're having discussions with the TradFi players and their tech teams, they often bring this up. The regulators aren't there though. The regulators do not view the blockchain as an immutable record. I believe that within five to 10 years, they absolutely will. Uh, I could be wrong, but again, this has been around now for about 14 years. 13 years and it hasn't been hacked and there's been thousands upon thousands of attacks on the blockchain over the years. So there's a lot of comfort there. But from an institutional standpoint, one to two percent. First of all, this is an asset class. You can argue, you know, what what type of asset class? I believe Bitcoin is a store of value, is a commodity. That's my belief. I believe ETH is like the um, Apple App Store because so many protocols are built on it. So to me, those two are a very safe way to move into the space away from the volatility. You know, the volatility you can't predict. And over time, it'll become more uh, or less volatile than it is today as more institutions come into the market and then frameworks are are built out for investment. But from an institutional standpoint, I would look at the infrastructure with the major players, Fidelity, State Street, Bank of New York, Mellon, ComputerShare, major banks like Goldman Sachs, et cetera, all in the space for clients. It's, uh, It's just a really exciting time. Let's talk about um, Oasis Pro Markets and what you're doing there as far as um, I know you've mentioned you're working with some issuers. And so just so people can better appreciate what you're doing, talk about sort of that onboarding process. So I'm going to go raise some money from you. I need your help for the issuing piece. How does that work? Sure. So as part of the process, there's actually an inquiry page, but often people reach out to us directly because we have to have our own diligence as we go through the process because it's going on to the ATS and and heavily regulated, you know, and compliant. So there's um, online, you can actually upload your articles of organization. So that's just a very simple bit of information, financials, you know, a whole host of information so we can do our diligence. And frankly, we'll also be part of this securities offering, whether you're already have issued securities or if it would be on our marketplace, which is for primary issuance. So all that information can be uploaded through our portal and uh, and then it's reviewed. And but then it becomes more uh, manual, like in the, you know, Uh, When you're dealing with regulation, you can't just not incorporate the uh, human element. So we have discussions with the team. We work through questions from a diligence standpoint. But all this can take just a couple of weeks. This isn't a very long, drawn-out process, as long as the issuer has their ducks in a row. And then if it's a marketplace offering, which means that it is tied to um, just raising capital, and it could be a variety of different types of capital. We could do structured products, we can do equities, uh, debt, funds, a whole host of different products. Then, um, and, and, and by the way, this is really cool. Um, if you have a, let's say, we can accept digital cash. We define digital cash as stable coins, CBDC, central bank digital currencies, uh, Bitcoin and ETH. So in a, in a primary marketplace issuance, you have the ability, if you have Bitcoin, as long as the 
issuer will accept it to take your MetaMask wallet or any other wallet that you may have or your Coinbase or Kraken or FTX account and fund that private placement, which is really cool. So, and again, there will be an immutable record. There'll be confirmation, et cetera. Now let's take it to the next step, which is the ATS. We have the same diligence process in regards to all the information on the company, um, the principles, et cetera. Again, just like any offering, public offering or, uh, you know, compliant offering, we need to have this information. It goes through the similar approval process. And again, that could be a couple of weeks. And once we're through that process, we can list almost immediately subject to tokenization. Now, we work with a number of groups that do tokenization. Many of them can do it within a day or less than a day. So that's not a a major uh, stumbling block. I would say from an issuer standpoint, the legal process, working with their attorneys, not not with ourselves, typically is the is the period of time that takes the longest. So um, that that's our process. And once it's trading, we have all these other ideas that are coming into our ATS, like automated market makers and uh, some other components, the yield enhancing instruments. So we're we're thinking about DeFi and uh, this entire blockchain space a couple of years out and offering those products. Todd, we got a few minutes left. I know you've even mentioned when you were in Miami, someone brought up DeFi. You know, like, look, I don't even know what the space is going to be called in a few years. So we want to have you back and talk about where things are going to be. But before um, we wrap this up, I thought it was really interesting in your uh, fundraising press release, RWT Horizons talked about Oasis Pro Markets. And they said, I'm quoting here, I'm at Redwood. We've already seen the impact of that's going on there. But they said, you guys are really ripe for real estate related products like REITs and the RMBS securities. Um, explain that. Sure. Um- Redwood, first of all, is a fantastic partner. We are very excited to be working with them. They intend to start moving their RMBS issuances, which are in the billions every year, over to our ATS, to the blockchain, for trading with their institutional clients or qualified institutional buyers. Um, that's, That's huge. Those back office savings that they see for REITs and as well as RMBS that I mentioned earlier, the 20 to 50 BIPs is, let's say, step one for them. Tremendous savings. Potentially, the uh, institutions may benefit from it. The issuers has savings. Maybe it'll be shared with the institutions or not. But that, that efficiency is what's driving them. And then the cap table management, the ability to to have all the KYC AML on the underlying holders. The fact there's an order book for RMBS, there doesn't currently exist any order book. So if I bought an RMBS issuance as, as an institution and a year later I wanted to sell, the current methodology is what was occurring over the last 30 or 40 years. I need to pick up the phone, call around the street, get the best bid and ask, and that's that's the best I can do. With the order book, Redwood, for instance, that allows a more efficient market for them, and it allows them to see where that market is going. On top of it, fractionalization, democratization, yes. increasing investor the investor base. That's step two not step one. So first you have to get the major institutions and then it starts trickling. It will 
not trickle, but it'll be a like a tidal wave <laughs> to accredited investors and retail. And uh, that's that's really what we're excited about. And, uh, you know, the same holds true for REITs. Real estate is the low hanging fruit. So it, it just makes a lot of sense there because, you know, real estate is a very illiquid asset for the most part. And we're providing liquidity to it. So um, thank you for uh, bringing that up. Well, I was going to say, Pat, too, when we have you back, maybe you can bring one of your uh, partners from RWT Horizons on with you. But I'd love to take a deep dive into you know, the real estate, the RMBS securities and uh, why that's going to provide so much liquidity for those uh, investors. OK, let's do it. No, uh, let's let's put it on the calendar. Thank uh, you. I know they'd love to talk to you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the time today. Great stuff. If people want to find out more about you, what's your website? www.oasispromarkets.com. There you go, Pat Lebecki, CEO of Oasis Pro Inc. Great stuff. We will have him back soon. And again, Pat, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris.